Hi, I'm Lamar Nagel, former midfielder for the Seattle Sounders. What a strike from Lamar Nagel! And it's a magnificent finish by Lamar Nagel. Lamar Nagel makes it look easy! And it's a hat-trick from the boy from Federal Way, Lamar Nagel! The club and I share two common passions, soccer and community. So I'm taking over the podcast a few times this season to highlight people and organizations in the community that are doing positive things. It stems from the idea that many people want to get involved, but maybe don't know the most impactful ways to do it. This segment of the podcast will showcase nonprofits or movements and give people a blueprint on how to get involved or simply support organizations that align with their beliefs. This is Side by Side Community Spotlight. All right. Welcome to another episode of Side by Side Civic Spotlight. I'm Lamar Nagel. Uh, today I'll be joined by Haley Watkins. She's a communications director at King County Elections, and it's prudent right now, so all we're going to be talking about is voting. Um, Haley, thank you for coming on the podcast. I appreciate you taking the time. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me. There is nothing I love talking about more than voting. Tell us a little bit about your background, kind of why you got into, you know, King County Elections and what what drew you to voting. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, so, as you said, I'm the communications officer with King County Elections. It is a uh, really fun and awesome job where I get to figure out how we talk about voting. Um, and I get to work on lots of great voter education initiatives, making sure that our voters have the information that they need to feel comfortable and confident casting their ballot. Uh, I have long been interested in community service and voting and uh, kind of how our system all works. Uh, I was a political science major in college, for example. Um, and then after college, I really got involved um, in campaigns and elections as a community organizer. So uh, being out and registering voters um, at their doors or on the streets um, and talking to folks about the importance to voting. Um, at that time, of course, uh, that was tied to whatever issue it was that I was working on that I cared about. I've been very fortunate to get to work on things that I'm very passionate about throughout my career. Um, and after about 10 years uh, of being kind of on that path, uh, I saw this position at King County Elections, and it just felt like the perfect fit for me and for the organization um, to really kind of take that work to the next level and, and really focus on um, putting out reliable, accurate, nonpartisan, non-biased information and, and helping our voters make their voices heard. So that's what really drew me to King County Elections. And I could not be more grateful than I am to be where I'm at today. It is an incredible team um, of about 70 folks and everybody is so passionate about this work. It's really awesome to be a part of. We've chosen to talk to you, Haley, because the theme of the month is voting. Um, can you give us a little reason uh, why right now is particularly so important to speak to you? Absolutely. So every odd year is when we vote on our local offices and local races. Now these local offices don't get the attention of a presidential race, right? Like it's not on TV every time we turn on our TV um, or kind of taking over every conversation like the presidential election often does. Uh, but really these local races have such a huge an immediate impact on our day-to-day -day lives that uh, they're arguably maybe even more important than a presidential election. 
Um, and we see a huge drop off in voter turnout. Um, a lot of folks get really excited about a presidential election, which is great. We all get excited about it too. Um, but uh, then we see, you know, 30, 40% less folks turn in their ballots in these local election years. Um, so we just really want to encourage all folks to vote. Every election is important, whether you are voting on, you know, your school bond or levy or who your um, school board directors are, or when you're voting for who the president of the United States is, all of it matters. Um, and it's folks that are you know, at this local level, our mayors, our city councils, our county elected officials um, who make decisions on, on big issues that we're all having conversations about. Our criminal justice system, our schools, our roads and transit options, our parks, um, kind of all of those things that we all interact with on a daily basis. That's what's impacted by these local elections. What's one like surprise that people wouldn't think that like, oh, I have to vote on that? <laughs> yeah. So in Washington State, we have these funny things called advisory votes. They're actually the first thing on your ballot for some reason, um, where they are non-binding votes where you basically are just saying your opinion on um, taxes or fees created by the state legislature, um, but they don't require the legislature to actually take action. So it's almost like a state-sponsored poll on whether you like taxes or not. Um, and so uh, those are always kind of a funny one to explain to voters uh, because they're like, well, what does this mean? It's like, well, it means you're telling them that you like that tax or you don't like that tax, but it's not impacting whether you have to pay it or not. So, yeah, um, that, that one is a little funny and it's always, uh, they're always accompanied also by very like legalistic language. So I feel like voters spend a lot of time trying to figure them out when they are non-binding votes, unfortunately. So that, that's kind of a funny one that we see on our ballots. As like the, the middle person, the kind of referee in this voting thing, I know um, that's not the only role you guys play. Obviously, you're trying to get as many people voting as possible. You're trying to increase you know, voter turnout. Um, and with that, obviously, historically, there's been underserved communities. How are you guys kind of reaching out to them and what's the importance of that? Yeah, absolutely. We really center um, running inclusive elections and really trying to remove barriers for folks as much as possible. That's a big focus um, of our director, Julie Wise, um, and it's a big focus of, I think, everybody in the department. Uh, and we do a lot of things. I think one of the things that we are the most proud of at King County Elections is our voter education fund. Um, this is a first of its kind public philanthropic and community partnership where we actually partner with the Seattle Foundation to award out about a million dollars in grants to grassroots organizations um, who are serving those traditionally excluded um, and historically marginalized uh, communities of folks to talk to them about getting registered to vote, um, providing information about how to get your ballot, how to cast your ballot, um, where the drop boxes are, helping folks navigate a system that isn't necessarily built for everybody, right? So um, that has been really incredible. Um, and that idea came um, to our director really out of the understanding that government is not always the best messenger um, and that folks don't always trust what they hear from the government, right? For good reason, especially when you are part of a you know, traditionally excluded community, why would you trust then um, the government to, to be actually that helpful? 
Um, so it was kind of out of that understanding and then also out of the understanding that there are already incredible trusted messengers, trusted organizations doing great work um, with all kinds of different folks, with young people, with people who um, don't speak English as their first language or at all, um, for those who are formerly incarcerated, for um, communities of color, for voters with disabilities. Um, and those are really the focuses of the voter education program um, and uh, or voter, voter education fund, excuse me. And uh, yeah, we're really proud of that work. Like I said, we fund a million dollars or so out to 30 organizations um, spread throughout King County um, to really kind of be the boots on the ground, talking to folks and having those one-on-one -on -one conversations that are really what help propel folks to make their voice heard. Yeah, that's that's a great idea. I mean, any way to, to get the word out there in education and let people know that this is a fair process is, is going to be huge. Um, with that being said, what are the biggest like demographics and communities that are the hardest to reach? What has like the lowest turnout? You know, it, we constantly see young people um, kind of fall behind in voter turnout compared to older populations, um, particularly folks under 30. When you look at that turnout versus, you know, voters who are 65 plus, um, it is very lopsided. So we see lots of young people um, needing to vote, needing to turn in their ballot. Um, so we work with some organizations who focus on young voters and young voters of color in particular. And then we also see folks who don't speak English as their first language have a hard time navigating um, you know, getting registered to vote, casting their ballot, understanding what's on their ballot is a big one, um, because a lot of folks won't vote if they don't know what they're voting for, obviously, um, for a good reason. Uh, and that's one of the reasons, actually, that King County Elections provides ballots and voting materials, educational materials, and all correspondence um, in four languages other than English. So we translate everything into Chinese, Korean, Spanish, and Vietnamese. Um, right now, with the new census data, who knows, we might be adding another language or two. That'll be up to our county council. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we're, we're excited that we can help kind of bridge that gap um, when possible. And we have seen um, voter turnout uh, in those languages that we provide um, ballots and voting materials in. It still trends a few points below our English-speaking voters um, or English as a first language voters, uh, but uh, it, it's kind of hanging right in there and it, it seems to be getting a little bit better over time as well. So, um, yeah. We, we talk about promoting voting in, in the community um, and it has to be widespread, right? Like you're, you're trying to promote it for everybody. So what other ways are you promoting? I know there's programs in schools um, to reach young people, but other, what other ways? Yeah, so um, we do uh, a lot of things to try to spread the word about voting. We uh, partner with folks like the Sounders and the Seahawks to get the word out and provide accurate information. Um, and our sports teams have been incredible partners to us um, over the last couple of years. So that's been really wonderful. You know, you guys as the Sounders, for example, have a bigger platform that we do as the county elections agency. So we are always happy um, to have good partners in that work. Um, same with our libraries and our YMCAs and folks like Seattle Center and um, lots of wonderful local businesses around here. 
um, we try to provide materials for anybody who, who wants or needs them if they're interested in talking about voting. We are happy to help supply folks with the information and materials that they need to get the word out there. Um, and then we also, you know, we are very active on social media. For example, we do translate um, all of our informational social media posts into all of our languages as well. Um, and we do some advertising with some uh, local uh, community uh, news outlets as well. So um, we really we really try to tackle it from a lot of different angles and, and try a lot of different things to help spread the word about voting. If you were if you were queen and you said everybody has to kind of. <laughs> Not necessarily vote, but like what rules would kind of you put in place to like make sure that people are are taking it seriously? Yeah, well, isn't that turnout is always the million dollar question, I feel like. Um, and it's something that uh, we're always trying to chip away at to kind of build that build that momentum with turnout. Um you know, I, I will say that Washington State and King County tends to have some of the highest voter turnout in the country. And I think that a big reason for that. Uh, is because it is relatively easy to vote here. Having vote by mail, um, having your ballot arrive directly to your house, you know, a couple of weeks before election day, you have your ballot for about two full weeks. You know, you can vote at your kitchen table with your family. You can vote over a drink with your friends. You can vote over a cup of coffee. You can uh, vote however is comfortable for you um, and then return it without a stamp, either through the mail or through drop boxes. Um, and I think that convenience is what really helps um, our turnout compared to some other states. You know, when we look around the country and see turnout in other places, we see folks waiting in line for 6, 10, 12 hours to get to their polling place. Um, we see in places like the state of Missouri, you have to have a notary uh, notarize your absentee ballot. So uh, you have to have somebody that official witness your signature and then pay them to do that. So um, you know, we, we see lots of hurdles in lots of other places, and, and we're pretty lucky here in Washington State to have um, lawmakers and election officials who are really committed to making it as easy as possible for folks to vote. Yeah, I mean, the convenience that we've had, and I've, I've traveled a little bit, but I've only voted when I've been in Washington. The convenience is like, it's unbelievable that other places don't have, you know, that, that same convenience. Why do you think some states are reluctant to use this method? Question. Um, and it's hard to guess what people's motives are, right? But um, there, is, there seems to be a big push out there by some to restrict voting rights, to make it harder for folks, to put more obstacles in place. Um, and that is just the unfortunate truth. Some folks out there don't want other people to vote. Um, and, uh, you know, we could speculate all day on, on why that might be. Um, but I, for me personally, it comes down to simply either you want folks to make their voices heard or you don't, maybe you don't like what they would have to say. Maybe you don't think they would agree with you, whatever it may be. Um, but, uh, you know, we're pretty lucky here in Washington that, that the commitment is really around, uh, making it easier, uh, and balancing security because we can do both. We can have accessible elections and secure elections. Uh, and we've proven that time and time again here in Washington state. So I don't know why people do what they do, but we have definitely seen, um, lots of folks, uh, and lots of lawmakers around the country really try to roll back voting rights, which is unfortunate. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a, a huge issue right now. And you just touched on a few different topics that I kind of want to um, dig a little bit deeper. Um, you know, a big storyline is that the integrity of democracy, of voting, you know, can it be trusted? Uh, do you have any statistics? And I know it's hard to generalize because each county is possibly doing it different, each state's doing it different, so it's tough. But are there any, like, statistics out there that show kind of what those numbers look like? Yeah, absolutely. For uh, Washington and King County, um, voter fraud is very, very rare. Um, and that's really true of vote by mail systems across the country as well. Um, so for example, in the 2020 election, the presidential election, we had almost 1.3 million ballots returned to us. Um, over the course of that election, we identified 17 cases of folks who, for example, voted for or appear to have voted for somebody who was deceased. And those have been forwarded on to the prosecuting attorney's office. So not to say that it doesn't happen or folks don't try to get around the system. Um, but luckily, there's lots of checks and balances at multiple points um, in the process that help us identify those situations. And when they arise, you know, we take action and, and do what we need to do. So um, so it, it happens, but it's it's very, very rare. And in Washington, what are some of the ways that, um, that it's kind of difficult for people to vote or things that have been kind of a roadblock for you guys? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, you know, a few years ago, we started to see kind of a, a whole wave of changes in our elections. And two of the big ones um, that come to mind that made a positive difference for us uh, that really removed barriers for folks were prepaid postage. So you used to have to put a stamp on your on your ballot and when you were sending it back through the mail. It sounds small, but I don't know how many folks even my age carry stamps or have stamps in their homes. Like, I'm a mother. I don't think I have stamps at my house, right? So, <laughs> yeah, I do. My wife laughs at me, but I, I do. I still like to mail stuff. But yeah, I'm the only one I know. Too. Yeah. So, you know, even that um, really made it easier for folks to turn in their ballots. Um, and then another big one is same day registration. So um, previously, before 2019, I believe is when it was implemented, um, you had to register to vote um, well in advance of the election to do so online. You had to do it like a month in advance to do it in person. You still had to do it like 10 days or eight days in advance. Um, now you can register to vote all the way up until 8 p.m. on election day. Um, so you do have to come see us in person to do that. But if you are sitting there on election day being like, yeah, I'm not registered, but maybe I do want to vote. You're not out of luck. You still have time. Um, you can still come and see us. Um, and get registered to vote. So that was a big barrier that got removed. Um, and then another recent one that we're very, very excited about, we advocated for in Olympia, um, is uh, around restoration of rights for those with a felony conviction. Um, so st again, starting in 2022, um, as long as you are not currently incarcerated for a felony conviction, you will be eligible to vote. Um, right now you have to serve out your community custody. And there's a lot of confusion for folks about you know, whether they have met the terms of their community custody, are they eligible again? Um, and it makes people afraid to register and cast their ballot, right? Because they don't want to break the law or they don't want to put their, um, put themselves at jeopardy to go back to jail. Um, so uh, we were very glad that our lawmakers uh, moved in that right direction and um, made it so as long as you're not in jail, you can vote very clear and easy. Um, and then, you know, from 
folks that, uh, or there are definitely still barriers. The system's not perfect. Um, and we're always looking for ways to address those. We work with folks um, from, you know, the disability community, those with disabilities to um, talk to them and get feedback about what we can do to make it easier for folks to vote um, who may not, you know, have the mobility to get to a drop box or um, be able to sign, you know, their ballot or um, we do have assistive devices for those who um, have low vision or need an audio ballot or all kinds of things. Um, and I would say that anybody who has any issue voting uh, should give us a call at 206-296-VOTE um, because our team will really go above and beyond um, to help get our voters what they need. Um, you know, it, it, there's a lot of things that can hold folks back, but we don't ever want the process to be one of them. So we want to help folks navigate that and we'll do whatever we can within the law to help make sure that anybody can cast their ballot. I know uh, we talked about what we've been doing uh, to increase, you know, voter education. What kind of innovations are coming to the voting process? Yeah, I think that there is a lot of talk, um, both at the state level and at the county level, about um, changes to the way that we vote. And by that, I mean, uh, there's consideration of things like ranked choice voting or approval voting. Um, I know some of our legislators and our county council members have been interested in that, and they're really the decision makers on uh, whether we move to that system of voting or not. Um, and that's been really interesting to hear those conversations and, and hear from proponents um, and folks who are a little more skeptical about um, how that would work here. Um, but I think that's really interesting. And then, um, like I said, we do have a couple of changes to state law coming down next year around restoration of rights, around 17-year-olds voting in primaries. Um, and our state legislature is kind of always looking for what else they can do to remove barriers and make it easier to participate. So um, we're really thankful for that. So what can individuals do in their communities to help the effort to get out and vote? Yeah, there is so much that anybody can do to help get out the vote. Uh, but I think one of the most important things that people can do is really have the conversations with the people in your life. I know that can be tricky because we don't always agree with the people in our lives about the issues, right? Um, but having the conversation, even if it's just solely about voting, uh, is really uh, powerful and incredible. I feel like there is often a lot of attention focused on you know, big things and splashy things and, uh, you know, campaigns and all kinds of things sent out. But there's nothing more powerful than having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with somebody in your life about why you think it's important to vote. Um, that is the thing that is going to be most likely to get them to turn out to vote. Uh, the other thing that folks can do is make sure that you are you know, really being thoughtful about the information that you are taking in and sharing. Um, we see misinformation all over the place about our elections these days. Um, so making sure that you're getting your news from a trusted, reliable source, um, whether that's a reliable news outlet or your county elections office. Um, we are here. We're putting out information all the time. Uh, check in with us if you're not sure. We're here for you. Um, but uh, And Civic but, Spotlight. Yes, and Civic Spotlight. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's all kinds of great nonpartisan, non-biased um, places that you can go for information. Um, so just being thoughtful about that, the information that you're taking in, and especially the information that you're sharing out 
um, whether that's on social media or with your more immediate circle or however that might be. Um, you know, we, we've really seen um, lots of things flying around out there. So having some folks uh, put out the right information it is really powerful and important as well. And then uh, kind of finally, the last thing I'll say uh, is to uh, track your ballot. It, again, kind of sounds like a small thing, but once you've actually made that active voting, we want you to make sure that your vote was counted too, um, so that you are confident in that. And it also will tell you if there's an issue like with your signature or any other issue that may be holding up your ballot for any reason. So we can help you get that resolved and, and make sure that your ballot actually gets counted. Oh, that's great advice. Um... And if I can add one, just parents talk to your kids. Yes, yes, absolutely. I have two little ones and they're a little young for voting right now. Um, but uh, I look forward to the days where we can sit down at the kitchen table and talk about voting and who we're voting for and why and all of those good things. I think it's um, really powerful to include your kids in the conversation. I remember going with my mom to polling places when I was a kid, so. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll wait a few years to grow my five-year-old on choices um, but we, Haley thank you so much for for coming on the podcast appreciate you just talking about um, King County elections and how you guys have done a terrific job um, kind of just being that balance um, and and getting the people's votes out there so thanks again for coming on Civic Spotlight we appreciate you taking the time